Hey, what's going on, everybody? Here we're back. Uh, episode, uh, what is this, uh, JC? 69? 68. Oh, 68. Episode 68. We've got the betting pod coming up here. Uh, what is this, week 15, too? God damn, I'm off of my numbers, yes, man. Sir. Week 15. Football is, is coming to a close. It's fantasy playoffs week. Uh, how you how you been, man? How, how's fantasy football treating you? I'm right behind you, so, you know, I'm, ch- I'm chilling right now. You know, Edward, Edward, Edward Tiller hasn't gotten you points. I came back last week. It's all good, bro. I'm chilling right now. We'll see. We'll see. I mean. Yeah, at least I'm like uh, my boy Berto against your brother. That boy's getting smoked. Yeah, I, I mean, my brother wanted to play you first round. I, I told him, like, yo, let, let me handle let me handle JC. You go ahead and just whip, whip Berto's ass real quick. So, yeah, you better uh, worry about your team. <laughs> Shit. I, hey, we're in a good spot for now. I know Edward, Edward Tiller ain't doing good, but I'll get some other guys to pick Fucking up. Tua don't have his number one now. I don't know what's going to happen in that game. We'll see, man. We'll see. They got Devontae Parker hopefully back. <clears throat> uh, but no, man, I mean, speaking – I mean, this is stepping away from fantasy. We got some betting betting odds here we got to look at. Uh, this, this, this could change, folks, up until Sunday. Uh, we may have more people with COVID come out. Could change the line. Uh, but as of right now, we are going through this um, from the Thursday night betting lines. Um, yeah, this is bad. You 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 have you have the lines on you, correct? I mean, I I got yeah, these. I got, yeah, I got them. I got them from earlier today. I don't know if you <clears throat> a little bit. I got them. I got you, bro. But let me let me just say something. I I don't think this was COVID was that bad last year. I mean, it was a couple of teams here and there that got hit, but mm-hmm. this is bad, bro. What is it like? Thir- almost forty test positive tests in the last two weeks like this shit is bad i mean i i don't know what the i saw the rules that they implemented with the um you know you gotta wear a mask at all times you can't have uh guests which i i, I honestly think that was probably what caused a lot of these outbreaks mm-hmm. just having like friends and family with you on the plane ride or in the bus i mean that was probably it but yeah th- this is affecting a lot of teams and a lot of teams are going to get pushed out of the playoffs because of this. I mean, this is crazy. Like I said, this wasn't as bad last year. A couple of teams here and there. There's like one instance where one team really got ravaged, but like there's like the the football team, they got nobody. Like mm-hmm. they're either all hurt or they're all getting COVID. The Browns, like half of their their offense, their their offensive line and their offensive weapons, COVID. It's like, bro, all their their QB and their backup QB, COVID. It's like, damn, bro. This is crazy. I just wanted to start it off by that, and I I changed a couple of picks because of that. So, um, yeah, I mean, I, I I'm still by the conspiracy that Christmas is ten days away. Some players got COVID, quote unquote, uh, just to be ready for Christmas games. But I don't know. Mm. I mean, that's just a weird conspiracy I'm going by. I mean, same goes to NBA. I mean, I know we're talking about football, but NBA, I mean, yeah, yeah NBA is getting bad too. They're, Chicago? Man. Yeah, so like, I don't know. I feel like they'll be ready just in time for Christmas Day games, uh, Giannis and them boys. Uh, but no, I mean, you're right. It's it's, just, it's pretty bad right now. Um, there's a, that variant going on. So who knows, folks? Just, uh, you know, kids, they get masked up again and. And uh, just be careful who you hang out with. But, uh, no, I mean, going back to this, betting lines. So, uh, I know we're recording Thursday night as of now. The the game's still going on. Um, but, I mean, tell the folks who you picked tonight. Um, so, it was um, – I had it at three and a half, but it was three today. So, I, I still went with it. I had Chiefs minus three. 
Um, that was before I knew Chris Jones was out. I didn't know that. But I still think, um, you know, who the Chiefs have on defense, like the secondary, the linebacker, like Bolton. Bolton has really stepped up. Isn't he a rookie, Nick Bolton? I think so, like yeah. He, yeah, he's like all over the place. He was making some plays earlier, and, I mean, he's just a disruptor. And, I mean, like, I, like I've been saying, Chris Jones is the heart and soul of that defense, and Mahomes really hasn't been playing well. But I still – I, I still think this is still too big of a spotlight for the Chargers. And I thought Mahomes and company would take care of business right now. It's 21-13. Chiefs are in the red zone. So, that I mean, they could still end up winning this game. But that's who I had. I had Chiefs minus three and the win. Yeah. I mean, I was opposite. I have the Chargers. Um, just for that reason, too. I mean, Chris Jones being out. I don't think yeah. they won many games without him before he came back from injury. Um, but – um, I also picked the Chargers just because you brought it up and this kind of stuck to me. And I said this to the guys at the office. I mean, despite the 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 streak the Chiefs are in, Mahomes has still been looking off. This offense still looked off. It's more the defense just stepping up, making plays for them and, and getting them in great field position these past few games. Um, yeah. I, I expected them not to do this with the Chargers. I think the Chargers are just too good on offense uh, for them to make plays like that. Uh, but they have so far. But, I mean, really Mahomes has not been able to deliver right now. A lot of picks or a lot of turnovers, I will say. Um, <clears throat> but, yeah, I mean, they just tied it up, so we'll see. But I have the Chargers plus three in the money line. I just think they're going to go ahead and take care of business here tonight regardless. Uh, but the plus three does help for me, uh, even if yeah. it's like a field goal. So, uh, yeah, that was my pick here. <clears throat> um, All right, we'll go to the Raiders-Browns, bro. This is – I had a change it before we started. Fucking uh, Raiders are minus three and a half favorites right now. Who do you got? Of course, the Raiders, man. I mean, yeah. I even with the COVID, you know, outbreak in Cleveland, um, like with Baker and them getting COVID, I was like, oh, I mean, Baker's hurt regardless. Um, but yeah. I, I think the Raiders are they're they're so fucking weird, dude. Like they they have such bad games, mm-hmm. but, then, but then they also play great sometimes too. Um, so I I don't know. I, I that's why I picked the Raiders. I think that right now they have a chip on their shoulder to like come out and play hard. Um, it just feels like they played better on the road too. Anyways, um, even though they lost, they got blown out by KC and KC. Um, they they did took care of business in Dallas. So I don't know. I just had this gut feeling. I'm going by my gut here, really, more than analytics and statistics alone. I think Derek Carr is going to come out swinging with with Renfro and Deshaun. So I think they'll be ready to play Cleveland <clears throat> this week. So I'm going Cleveland or excuse me, Raiders money line and uh, spread. Yeah, me too. And. If Keenum was healthy, I would have picked the Browns. But I mean, you're you're relying on. I didn't even know who was starting, and you just told me it's Nick Mullins. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's easy. That's the Raiders all day. And like you said, the Raiders are up and down, left and right. But I mean, it's Nick Mullins. You you, you have to get the job done. You you're technically are still in the playoff picture. And if the Chiefs lose, that kind of helps their odds out. I mean, they need some help on Sunday, but. Um, yeah, they need to take care of business. If they lose this game, I mean, that I, that just emphasizes and puts, a, you know, the cherry on top of the Sunday that I've been telling you guys all year. The Raiders are trash, man. They're bums. Like, they, they, all the adversity they've been going through, I'm going to say it time and time again, I think it got to a lot of these players. And, you know, I, I, they, they just have to take care of business. I have faith in the Raiders' weapons and defense more than I do the Browns right now with everything going on. So I think this should be an easy game, but we'll see. It's the Raiders. <laughs> they like to make things a lot harder than it should be. That is true. That is 100% true. I mean, they can, co- they, they can cover but still lose. 
Um, yeah. You know, stuff like that. But I, I don't know. Uh, let's move on. That Saturday night game, man. This is the game. I don't know why, man. Probably the game of the week. The game of the week for me. I'm excited yeah. for this Saturday night. Football is back. <clears throat> um, unfortunately, it's on NFL Network. So I'm going to have to find a way to watch this. But uh, no, Patriots at Colts. <laughs> this is the game of the week. Yeah. brings back Manning-Brady so, uh... vibes. Manning-Brady vibes from the late 2000s, middle 2000s. Uh, who you got? I know. I'm. I'm assuming. I. I figure. I know who you got. But explain. To I me. already know. I already know who you got. You know who <laughs> I got. I got the Pats uh, winning and covering two and a half. And listen, I'm not gonna sit here and tell you I'm. I'm so confident in this game like I was in the Buffalo game. I. I think this game is gonna be a lot more difficult for the Pats. But ultimately, Wentz versus the Pats defense. That that's basically my X factor. I mean that. I have a lot more faith that Belichick will get Wentz to make more mistakes than um, the Colts are going to make let Mac make mistakes. And I still think they're going to, you know, run the ball a decent amount. And, you know, the, only, the, the thing that worries me about this game is if, let's say, they force a fumble or they get an interception. I mean, short field, Jonathan Taylor, that's not a good recipe for, for the other team. So uh, I'm like – 60-40 on this game. I know the Pats are underdogs, and this is going to be a little bit tougher situation, like I said, than it is going to be with Buffalo when they play them. Um, but I think ultimately Wentz versus Belichick, I'll take uh, I'll take Belichick any day of the week. So I got the Pats. I know you're going cold, so. <laughs> I mean, yeah, look, listen, I think this is going to be close. I mean, regardless, this is going to be a great game. I'm not going to be pissed nor surprised or disappointed if New England wins this game. It's really just uh, who you prefer. I think, you know, Indy, like you said, they're going to they're gonna make Wentz win this, win this game. Uh, but let's not let's not act like Wentz is no Nick Mullins. Like, Carson Wentz is, has his moments where he's really great. He makes plays. He wins you a football game here and there. And I think to, this will be the night where he wins the Colts a football game. Um, yes, this Patriots defense is great. I like the Patriots defense a lot. Um, but just the fact um, that uh, I'm thinking of it from the other side of it as well, where New England, their recipe, the recipe for winning right now is easy. Uh, it's just, you know, run the ball, force, you know, run it down their throats, and then make Mac Jones make a couple plays here and there. Um, I think this Colts defense will be ready for it. They're no, they're no bums either. This Colts defense, I think they're top 10 in the league right now. Um, and yards allowed, so I, I do mm-hmm. think I'm not saying they're gonna completely shut down Harris and Stevenson, um, but I think they're gonna slow them down enough um, to make Mac Jones make more plays than what he's used to. And obviously, to me, it's gonna be a quarterback battle. Despite Taylor being a stud, I think they're gonna control him, um, or at the very least, slow him down. Same way uh, they're gonna do that with Harris. So I think if I had to pick between Carson and Mac, obviously I'm gonna pick Carson right now to win that game for them. So this is why I'm picking the Colts with the spread and the money line. I mean, the spread's really close. It's minus two, I believe, or is it two? Yeah, two and a half. So, yeah, I mean, you might as well go money line there as well. So, I'm going Colts, uh, spread, and money line. But we'll see, man. This is the game I'm definitely going to tune into uh, the most. Um, I'll come back with some analysis for you here. Um, but, no, uh, yeah, let's let's move on to the Sunday morning games. Mm-hmm. These, uh, these, these are really kind of – all right, I guess you can say they're not as exciting to me as the Saturday night game and, and this one that we're watching. There's today. one game I'm interested in out of the morning slate, but Let, let's start. We'll let's, let's start with the Cowboys game. Cowboys Giants, um, you know, in New York. Uh, this, I mean, Vegas thinks it's going to be a blowout. 
Uh, one it is. <laughs> so you think it's gonna be a blowout? Yeah, it's gonna be a blowout. You either have Jake Fromm or Mike Glennon against his defense. I mean that that's pretty easy. I, I Dak is looking bad. This offense is looking flat, but I think ultimately the Giants they just they're not good right now. And um, I know it's a divisional game, and I know those are tough, but I don't think it's gonna be as big as a blowout as Week Five, where it's forty-four to twenty, but. I still think uh, the Cowboys get it done. Defensive player of the year, Michael Parsons, gets another sack or two, fumble, maybe a pick. Who knows? But he's just all over the field. He's going to make a play. And, um, you know, I'm just going to go Cowboys minus 10 and a half. I think that's that's pretty easy. Yeah, I mean, even if it's 11, <clears throat> 12, 10, whatever you want to, whatever you want to call it, um, yeah, I agree. This is one I would definitely agree with you. Dallas is great. The only thing that might concern me about this game where they won't cover, I still think they're going to win regardless, but in terms of covering, um, you know, Tyron Smith's out. The def- the offense looks completely different when Tyron Smith is not playing there for that offensive line. Um, yeah. As we've seen with Denver, the game against Denver, um, and the other games that they lost. Uh, but I mean, I still think they're going to take care of this. Like you said, I mean, the Giants' office is just – the quarterback play right now is a joke. Uh, Michael Parsons yeah. is going to feed off of this team. Uh, off of this game uh so yeah regards i mean just keep an eye out on that injury status with zeke as well uh with that knee injury mm-hmm. so those two may play a factor in them covering but overall i think dallas will take care of business and i think they'll be fine uh the giants yeah. are not a great team they're one of the worst in the league i'm surprised they haven't fired judge or even i'm, I'm surprised i, haven't heard I don't know rumors of him getting judge. Oh. i don't think it's judge I, I i like judge i like what he he actually makes these guys work and i feel like the players actually listen to him and it's a you know it's a good relationship. I think ultimately it's Gettleman that has to go. I mean, the moves that he's made at GM. I mean, it, what what are we keeping him for? Like, because he talks to you nice and all that. Sh- I don't know. Like, I, I just I feel like they need a new GM to make moves for them because Gettleman. He's so he's too old school that it just affects the way they draft. And I mean, Andrew Thomas hasn't really been as big of a factor at tackle that that when. He got drafted. Everybody thought he would be, and you know, to waste the number four overall pick on him. I mean, that that you know takes a while to get back. And obviously, you know, there's just a bunch of moves that I'm not gonna go into the whole Giants history, but I I, I like Judge. I, I like what he's doing. He competes, but I mean, we'll see. This is his next year's his last season for sure. If they're if they're you know around the same record they are right now, it's over. But I mean, I, I just think he needs – this is his first coaching job. Like, you know, maybe his next one, if he gets one, he'll be a lot better. But, um, yeah, this is – next season is his last season for sure. I already know they said he's going to be – he's going to be back next year. So, you know, he has a lot to prove. So, we'll see. Yeah, I think – I don't know. I Like you said, they, they they do play for him at the very least. He's not – it's not an Urban Meyer situation. But I think – We'll get to that. <laughs> at the end of the day, I mean – you got to get some results. The Giants haven't been yeah, good in quite a long sure. time. Even since they started, they haven't been good. Uh, or at least shown me that they can be good. Um, I know mm-hmm. Saquon's been hurt a lot, so that's another excuse that they can use. But we'll see. I mean, he does got another year probably, but we'll see. Yeah. I mean, speaking I'm of Urban Meyer. Yeah. Uh, speaking of Urban Meyer, uh, mm-hmm. let's get to this game, the the toilet bowl. Um, the annual Ugh. toilet bowl. Here we go, Jags, Texans. Texans, Jags. Uh, yeah. the, the loser will get what? The number two pick or the number one pick? Uh, number two. 
Number two behind Detroit. Um, let's yeah. just make let's just make this one quick, really. I'm gonna just go ahead and tell you who I got. I got uh, the Jaguars minus three and a half and money line. Um, and the reason for it is I've seen this in history. Went up to five and a half right now. Just oh so you shit, know. Jags five and a half. Yeah. Ooh. Ah. I'll take it. No, I'll, I'll take. It. I'll continue. I'll, and the reason for it is it's just. Um, I've seen it in history. When a coach gets canned, and, and you know it was a very toxic environment, uh, it seems like once he's fired, the next game the players come more. You know they play harder. They, play, yeah. they come together. A new coach, mm-hmm. new leader. Uh, they play hard for that new guy for the first game. I think Jaguars yeah. are going to come out swinging. They're going to come out rejuvenated and um, and they're at home uh, against a very very bad Houston team too as well. So um, I'm going to go ahead and have them cover and, and win money line just for that reason alone. Yeah, so now it's at five, so um, it's all over the place. That Vegas doesn't know what to do with this game, but uh, a lot of people are banging the Jags right now. But, yeah, I'm going to go the same. Jags to win and cover minus five. I mean, this is just, like you said, the toilet bowl. This is just a bad game. But, um, yeah, I mean, we've seen it time and time again. You know, the new coach comes in. They play a lot harder. I mean, we saw it with the Raiders when they fired Gruden. He came out, they came out swinging against, I think it was Denver. Or somebody. I already forgot what game they won after that, but um, you know, they, they, this is just another example. They're gonna they're gonna play hard. That fucking Daryl Bevel, who gave the Patriots a Super Bowl in that Seattle Super Bowl, um, throwing the ball instead of running it. He's taking over the reins. Um, yeah, it's gonna. This is. I'm not paying attention to this game at all. This is another take the kids to a field trip type of game. I mean, this is gonna be bad. Okay. I don't know who's. I don't know who's going to this game, like, willingly. Like, yeah, let's go to the Jackson Texans game. Like, nah. <laughs> yeah, take your kids to a field trip. Yeah, I remember we were talking about it. Remember we, I said that last time when the Jets and Texans oh, were playing? Like, man. this is the type of game where, you know, you know how they get those field trips to, like, baseball games and shit. I mean, this is another type of game where, you know, you take the kids to a Texans-Jaguars game. Like, this is a bad game. They're not going to sell this stadium out. <laughs> yeah, I mean – to be quite honest with you, I was not planning to watch this game at all. Um, no. So I was just going to watch highlights after and then kind of see how that unfolded. <laughs> uh, maybe watch yeah. the red zone. Uh, but, no, yeah, this is the toilet bowl. I have no, absolutely no interest in watching it. Uh, what's, mm-hmm. Maybe maybe to see how Trevor Lawrence does with the new coach, but that's pretty much it. Um, yeah. Uh, but, no, let's let's move on. This is probably the game I'm assuming that you were most excited for, Titans. Um, on yeah. The road at Pittsburgh. Uh, go ahead. Let you pick who you got. One. So – Right now, it changed. Earlier, it was it was a pick 'em, so it was even, but they it flip flopped. Now it's Titans minus one. Um, this one this one's tough to me, but ultimately I'm gonna go tight. I'm gonna go Titans. Um, the Steelers' defensive line is really bad right now. Uh, they're just banged up. You know, it's not like they they have a shitty D line. It's just they're they're all hurt. T.J. Watt's questionable. That's already a bad sign. And, um, you know, I, I think they can really run the ball. That's what they want to do ultimately. They have three running backs that, you know, they, 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 can, do the, they can do what they can. Like Dante Foreman has been kind of filling in for them. And Hilliard had that good game against the Pats. So, um, you know, I just think the Titans will get the job done. And this will basically knock the Steelers out of the playoffs. So. Mm-hmm. No, I mean, I I'm a, I agree. I think the Titans are going to cover um, and win this game. And I think they're going to win it comfortably, to be quite honest with you. The, even if the spread was three or four, I'm, I'm still taking the Titans. Um, Mike Rables, yeah. you know, he's a very intelligent coach, especially on defense. Um, the Steelers have always been looking flat. 
uh, all season on offense. Um, you know, Big Ben with his checkdowns or quick slants. Uh, very rarely do you see Big Ben make huge throws, uh, with the exception of last game when they were coming back. But um, I just think, uh, like you said, uh, the Steelers are one of the worst teams at stopping the run. Um, yeah. and, and, and even though Derrick Henry's not there, the Titans still know how to move the ball. Uh, with the run game, they try to force it down your throat, and I think they're going to succeed. Um, and obviously, that old line, like you said, is hurt. And you know, with with Claypool and that whole drama going on, I still think it's not over. I really do think him and Tomlin, um, oh, yeah, got some serious beef going on. I think it's going to kind of affect their play this Sunday. So I'm going to definitely pick the Titans here. Uh, they're they're a good team. They're very great on the road as well. Uh, Rainbow will get these boys ready to come out and, and, and play hard. So I'm definitely going to take Titans uh, with the bigger spread if, if it feels there too. Yeah, and the, the thing I'll take away from that too is, I mean, it's it's kind of a good sign that, um, you know, Tomlin said, said what he said, like, oh, you know, it's a learning experience. We'll get him back on track. But, I mean, like I said, Tomlin's a no-nonsense coach. Like, Claypool has to understand that shit. You can't be doing that dumb shit, bro. Like, fucking mm-hmm. get your shit together. You're gone. It's that simple. And, you know, like I said, like we were talking about last week, Juju and Claypool, like they're kind of on thin ice with Tomlin, and that's not where you want to be. I mean, Pittsburgh, if you're good in Pittsburgh, I mean, you know how that's like being good on trying to get the basketball equivalent, like the Knicks, the the Lakers, like those blue chip type of organizations. When you're good on those teams, you're a superstar and in real life and everybody treats you differently. And it's just, they gotta, they gotta stop fucking up, bro. This is just bad, but uh, yeah. Hopefully they, they can fix it soon. Cause I like Claypool. He makes plays, but he just gotta get his head out of his ass. Yeah, I mean he's a he's a young cat. Um, yeah, I think he's he's been there longer. In the, he's been uh, longer in the league than uh, Deontay, right? But Deontay's older, I think. Um, and age. Uh, nah, Deontay, Deontay's been there longer, but he's probably older. Yeah. So. Um, Vice versa, but I mean Claypool needs to mature. He will, I think. Yeah, it's funny to me though. That's the second time, man, that a receiver just is is unmature, is immature in uh in Pittsburgh with along with Juju. So see how that on third time. I mean, AB. Yeah, um, I forgot about AB. Yeah, yeah. So, so I don't know. It's a recurring trend. It's fucking weird, but um, it is what it is. We'll, we'll come on into that situation. Let's move on. Lions, Cardinals. So oh, this um, one dropped too. This is now Cardinals minus 11 and a half. Oh, oh, what does Vegas, Vegas know that I don't? Well, I mean, Pete, I, I feel like people are, are going to bang the Lions covering a little more because of Hopkins. I mean, I, I think him being out, I don't feel like uh, a lot of people have faith in what they've been seeing with Kyler. He doesn't look healthy. I mean, he's, he's making plays here and there, but um, I mean, it's the Lions. Come on. Like, they're bad. They're not gonna. They're not gonna be good against this uh, Cardinals team. And I mean, I'll just give my pick. I have them covering. It was twelve and a half when I picked it, but I'll pick them eleven and a half. That's even better for me. So yeah, I have them doing both. Yeah, um, I'm. I'm gonna pick the Lions to cover for Cardinals to win this game. Of course, Cardinals. Mm. The Cardinals are not losing this game whatsoever. That is, I mean, I'll bet you a hundred bucks they don't lose this game at all. Um, in terms of covering, I, I, I don't know. Like, like I've said it all season, Detroit's not a bad team. They're not at all. They, they should be better than what their record says. And I, I think they're gonna make. This, I think they're gonna make this closer, really, than than what people think. I, I think this, this, this. Uh, with the win they had two weeks ago at home, the last time they played at home, they won. I think Jared Goff is gonna come out. Um, 
you know, playing better than he did in Denver. I think the Denver game was just kind of a fluke in my eyes, even though they lost so many games this season, just because of the you know, the emotions running high in Denver that game. Um, obviously, like, anybody could have seen Denver winning that game just for DT um, and his family. Uh, but I think it's going to be a different story here. You know, you I think the Lions understand that they have, you know, one of the best teams in NFC coming to town. And they're going to want to come out there and make a statement. So I think they're going to make this closer cover. I think they'll probably lose by a touchdown, um, maybe 10 points. But uh, at the very least, I think they'll definitely cover. I think it's kind of high, 11 and a half still, even though the Cardinals are such a big uh, mismatch up for, for Detroit. Yo, what's good, y'all? Welcome back. Week 14 in the books. Got my boy Julian here. What up? I know you guys are celebrating. Congratulations to Julian. Yeah, man. Yeah, it was a great weekend. You know, I got to celebrate with her. She deserved every bit of what she got this weekend with her degree. But it was a fun time. Um, just in time for some football, though. We did get back just in time to watch some <laughs> Sunday football today. Yeah, so, you know, we missed this this last week's uh, betting show. So we'll kind of recap a little bit in this one, but then we'll get to it on this week's betting. So don't worry. But uh, we, mm-hmm. yeah, we ha- bro, I had one of the best weeks I've ever had in fucking betting. So. We'll talk about it a little later, but uh, let's get to this crazy game that just literally finished a couple of minutes ago. Probably like an hour now, but uh, Bill's Bucks. I mean, this was basically Steelers Vikings part two. I mean, just the way that game was, how one team was getting killed the whole game. And then all of a sudden the fourth quarter is on and here we go. Uh, Just what are your thoughts? I know you picked the Bills. What did you take away from this game? And. You know, moving forward, who do you have more confidence in? Because uh, just, just like real quick, I feel like that I, I was telling you right now before we started, I feel like that was more on the Bucks just being like complacent on defense. I, I don't I don't know what the hell Arians was thinking and um, I'm trying to think of their D coordinator, but I don't know what the fuck those fucking soft ass coverages were looking like Mike Zimmer's defense out there. But I don't know. What do you, what do you think? You know what? I think the Buccaneers defensive coordinator had something to do with uh, COVID. Falcons before no before. Oh, okay. oh no, oh, it's thought... Todd Bowles. It's Todd Bowles. Okay, Bowles. There you go. Yeah, I, I don't. Yeah, I, I don't know. That was a weird game plan moving at the end. But go ahead. No, yeah, I mean it was. A, I I was a boring game. Not gonna lie. Um, <laughs> to, to to start off with. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel you. I was like, fuck. Well, I mean, the the you know the Bucks are probably gonna just run away with this big time. Gonna you know close it out here <clears> fairly easily. Then the Bills started making some noise. You know, I started yep. watching it a little bit, and then you can kind of feel the momentum shift a little bit. I was like, all right, like, you know, the Bills are finally going to come back. And, you know, when they cut it to three, and I was like, oh, shit, like, are they even mm-hmm. going to get the ball back? They made some plays. And, um, man, I personally think Josh Allen was in the end zone. Um, I'm probably going to be the 1% that believes that. Um, but, obviously, he, he was short of the goal line, um, and they ended up forcing the field goal to go to overtime. But well, he stepped out. I think. I, I honestly don't think I think he I don't know I, maybe I, I didn't look enough I didn't I think, think enough, he, maybe I didn't look enough of the replays but yeah. I think he hit it. So I, I think he got the first. They got the they got the uh, spot wrong. He got the first, but he stepped out like a little before the touchdown. But um, now nah, he 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 should it should have definitely been a first down. And if that's the case, the Bills probably would have won. I mean, yeah. first and goal I mean, that they, you get four yeah. shots. I'm pretty sure they get it. The the Bucks yeah, were, were gassed, gassed. Bills. Like that, they had, none of those corners could keep up with that Bills offense. Yeah, I mean the, and that's kind of my my point is that like I think I told I texted you this before the right when the game started. Like 
you're shocked I picked the Bills this week uh, to win this thing, um, to win this whole week. And I was like, look, all they need to do is just wake the fuck up. That's what I was hoping for this week. And it turns yeah. out they woke up in the second half. And <laughs> this is the Bills team I expected really this whole entire season. Um, we've seen yeah. glances of it, but I think this is this is the Bills team that I know and that I'm expecting to be playing like moving forward. And I, I think the rest of the league should be kind of a little concerned because they may have lost this game at the very end. But, um, you know, at the end of the day, they can walk out with something here because this is the Bills formula. They should be playing like this every game moving forward. And I think this is more on the Bills positive side than the Bucks really just giving it up at the end. Well, I mean, I'll I'll give the Bills credit for, you know, fighting. I mean, they they had no business coming back in that game and, you know, Tampa just let it up, but um yeah, that that's honestly that's what I was worried about. Like I I wasn't like nervous about the Pats Bills. I I did think we were going to win, but I thought it would be more the way they played the Bucks, spread out the offense, have Josh Allen right. He had 100 yards rushing. I don't understand why they didn't do that on my, last Monday, but um you know, Tampa, they really when they when they didn't go for that fourth down, I feel like that's when the momentum shifted. When they ended up kicking the field goal to make it 27-10, it was near the goal line. I, I think they should have went for it. It was like fourth and two, fourth and three. Even if you don't get it, it's you're kind of putting them in a position where it's like, okay, you got to drive 90 plus yards down the field. And it, mm-hmm. I, I I think they let the Bills in too much right there. And that was it right there. Dawson Knox started heating up. Diggs was getting those toe drag swag catches and, you know, I, and Buffalo couple, they, they got a bad, they got a couple of bad breaks as well. I mean, that pass interference against Mike Evans, um, you know, both of them were kind of pushing each other and I, I don't know. And then that Diggs pass interference in the end zone. I mean, that if you're going to call that on Levi Wallace, you got to call that on Carlton Davis and they didn't do that. So a couple of bad breaks, but, yeah, I mean, shout out to Buffalo. They they did what they had to do to almost sneak out the dub in Tampa. Yeah, in my opinion, they should have just went for it on that fourth down play when it was like Tyler Bass is trying to keep Phil and tie it up at 27. I think, I think McDermott should have really just – because I, I don't know, in my opinion, once they kicked that field goal, I was like, all right, like I'm hoping Buffalo wins, but I know if, if, if the Bucks, you know, get the ball back or get it and overtime at some point, they're going to win the game, so – yeah, um, I, it's it's freaking Brady, dude. Like this isn't this isn't uh, this isn't PJ Walker. We're talking. This isn't Kirk Cousins. Like this is Tom freaking Brady. Like if you give him the ball in overtime, he's gonna win the game. So yeah, I think Buffalo should have just kind of played it into their own hands there, and and you know do what what Harbaugh did with the Ravens last week and kind of just go for the win. Well, I mean they did that against Tennessee, so it's kind of surprising they didn't try it this game. Maybe they just exactly. didn't. Want, maybe they didn't want to take that chance this time, but. Uh, I, I feel like with the urgency they were playing, they kind of know that, you know, they're the seventh seed right now. They're kind of in a really bad spot, you know, mm-hmm. as far as in the division one. And then, I mean, you're going to have to play a number two right now. T- uh, Kansas City's number two, I think. I know Tennessee is. And um, yeah, I don't think they want to see Tennessee in the playoffs. But uh, yeah, this is a crazy game fucking Perriman didn't do shit all game and then he caught the game winning touchdown so you know crazy yeah. crazy game like you said it was kind of like I said that's why I thought it was uh Steelers Vikings part two because it was 29 nothing that game or yeah 29 nothing and then they came back and almost won it at the end sure. so yep it's crazy but uh I don't know if you have anything else in that game but that that was just I wanted to start off with that one because it was just fresh it was 
really important game for both teams. I mean, Tampa still has a shot at getting a number one seed if, you know, Arizona slips up and all that. But uh, just uh, like a playoff environment type game. So I, I enjoyed that one. But uh, let's get to your Dirty Birds, bro. They, they pulled out the upset, yeah. and, uh, betting upset. I'm not going to sit here and say I had the Panthers winning. I had the Falcons mm-hmm. getting the dub. Panthers are a mess yeah. right now. I mean, firing your offensive coordinator towards the end of your bye week. I mean, that's just – that that's just everything I need to know about your team. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know if you have any takeaways. If y'all don't give Cordell Patterson max money, I, I mean, you guys need to okay. fire Relax. everybody. Relax. <laughs> Relax. Dude, he's Relax. fucking – he's your offense. It is crazy I, how much they rely on him. I understand that. I Like, he's been our MVP all season. And, mm-hmm. you know, without him, we – I don't think we won a game without him this season. But – um, let's let's hold the brakes there just a second. We don't have really you know, when he gets back from. I really, you know, you know what really situation with his mental health. Well, no, 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 um, no. I'm saying, why do you need to pump the brakes though? Because I mean, he's he outperformed Mike Davis. He he's he's, he's, he's that's not much to say. Well, I understand that, but he was not. He wasn't even supposed to be a, a factor in this offense in the beginning of the year. Nobody was talking about Cordero Patterson. I, I agree, 100. percent But my thing is. Let's let's hold the brakes because look, I mean, next season if when when coming in if, if he continues to perform the way he is, and yes, I agree one hundred percent. But right now, def- there's there's not a lot of defenses that really are kind of understanding what Cordell's role is <clears> in the <throat> offense, what he's doing left and right. I think there's gonna with with time, defensive coordinators and defenses are kind of gonna figure him out a little bit. Just gonna force him to kind of play a different role, you know, than what he's already used to. Because right now he's our starting running back. Point yeah. blank period. He he could play receiver sometimes, of course, and you know mm-hmm. he's already said he could play some defense as well. But um, once defenses kind of figure out how, once defenses start to figure out how to shut down Cordero Patterson, the running back, I'm curious to see how he comes, how he responds as Cordero Patterson, the receiver, because that's originally what he was beforehand. So yes, he has been our MVP this year. I you know I, we we wouldn't be where we at without him. Um, but let's let's just wait a little bit. I kind of want to play well, out just a little bit more. And see how really how when really returns how this offense is going to steer. Well, the reason I say that is because do you would you are you guys going to pay him running back money or receiver money? Because that's a big difference. Like it, that that might mm-hmm. fuck up your cap, you know, depending on how you pay him. But I, I just think because is he on a one year or a two year deal? Is is he up after this year? A, I think he's on a one year, honestly. But Ooh, I, yeah, that's, that's what I'm saying. You got to lock him up. I mean, he said he wants to stay there, so that's a good thing. But mm-hmm. I mean, just taking away from this whole year and then this game, I know he scored. I, he he scored a touchdown, right? Yeah, I'm pretty sure he did. But um, no, he did score a touchdown today. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like that, that's honestly the biggest thing. You just need to. You guys need to keep this offense intact. Obviously, with Ridley coming back, you know, you guys are gonna be a whole lot better. It's just that O line. Like that's that's basically it. But I don't know if you have any other takeaways from this game. I mean, they. Yes, I mean the defense played great. Yeah. Um. But I think, well, two things. One, the defense played great, but I think this is more just the Panthers' offense, like you said yeah. in the beginning. It's been kind of off. And as expected, I mean, of course, I just think our defense hasn't been as good. That I didn't expect the Panthers to kind of do what they did this day. Mm-hmm. But I wanted to ask you this before I get to my second point in this game. Is Cam Newton the problem, though? Like, really? Or do you think it's just, just kind of the um, offensive coaching it, side of it? It's it's a mixture of both. I mean, Cam, just health-wise and just the way he's throwing the ball – this is what it was in New England, bro. That's why I'm, I'm like, I'm glad he had this chance. I'm glad he's getting the opportunity. But 
Like he he just can't make the same throws. He can still run the ball. I mean, you saw he truck he truck sticked your guy. I don't I forgot who it was, yeah. but like he could still run Debo. the ball, no problem. Yeah, Debo. I mean, that's crazy. <laughs> Debo's a hard hitter, but um, <laughs> but um, you know, uh, just that arm, it, it's it's chopped. Like he just can't throw the ball the same anymore. And uh, and plus, I mean, like I said, it's a mixture of both. That offense, they, if you fire your offensive coordinator in the middle of your bye week, that that just shows you everything you need to know. Maybe it was a scapegoat kind of deal. Like, oh, you know, I don't want to take the heat, Matt Rule. But um, I, I don't know. It's, I think it's a mixture of both. I think it's just bad. No, look, I mean, I I would agree. I think Cam hasn't got a fair shot just yet here, too, because uh, I think it's just been so dysfunctional. Like, Panthers' defense is great. It's awesome. But I think the offensive side has just been – it's been a horrible, dude. It's been yeah. a real awful. And I, I think Cam needs – deserves another shot in this organization with better coaching. But who knows? Maybe this is the end of the road to him. And sadly to say, I think this is going to be his retirement or his last season in the NFL. And he retires. But um, I think he yeah, should be I a backup. Know. I mean, I understand he's Cam and he probably doesn't want to do I don't that. Think which, he's really which he, that, yeah. You know, it's crazy. Who who knows, right? But he said in the inner, I don't know if you saw that video he posted with his dad when the Patriots cut him. You know, he said he was willing to be a backup to, to Mac. I, I don't think so. I, I really don't. It's easier to say that when you're out of the situation, but I feel like if Belichick or Rule or, I, you know, maybe even in Seattle, I always said he should be Russell Wilson's backup. I just feel like he fits in whatever that – wherever he goes, I feel like he should follow him kind of deal because that offense, he runs this basically the same type of scheme that he likes to run. But, um, yeah, I don't know if he, if he will. If he, if he can't take that role – yeah, he's done. This is it. Nobody's going to give him a starting job. Yeah, I mean, I agree. This is why I was hopeful he would turn it around this season with Carolina because yeah. you, can, you can always just blame it on Belichick and his scheme and his offense. But if, if he's not able to do it here in, the, in this organization, then I think executives and, and organizations can be like, you know what, like, it is Cam. Like, we should not mm-hmm. uh, even ch- take a risk on him and take a chance. But, but, I mean, back to your point, though, real quick on the backup role thing, like, if he's going to do that, though, he needs backup money. Like, he can't be taking $15 million a year in incentives and stuff like that. Yeah, that's um, crazy. They even gave him $10 million in incentives. Like, that's, that's, that so, is insane. I think if, if, if he's going to take a backup role, you're going you to have to take backup role money, too. So, well, um, look you at know, fucking, money talks. Yeah, I was going to say, look at glorified backup Chase Daniel. That motherfucker's made, like, $40 million to being a backup. So, I mean, hey, it's not like they don't pay good, but. I see what you're saying. He just can't be expecting a whole lot if he's going to take that role. No, yeah, 100%. So, I don't know. I, moving forward, hopefully he does better. I mean, I agree. I've seen him today in his, in his game. I saw the entirety of this. Uh, his throwing has just been weird. I, I don't mm-hmm. know if something's wrong with him there. But, uh, yeah. Uh, but the last point I want to make in this game, AJ fucking Terrell, dude. AJ Terrell is a stud. Yep. He's very underrated. Obviously, we're in Atlanta. Nobody really talks about him in the league. This dude's a top 10 corner in this league, and he's very close to being a top five corner. He's not there yet. He's probably seven, eight. Um, yeah, he's but, good. I like man, him. The, the man makes plays, and, and, you know, it's kind of it's kind of uh, refreshing to see somebody in our defense really just shut down one side of the ball, like uh, one side of the field. Like, he, I haven't seen this in any of the Falcons guys since, like, I think – I mean, Trufant. Trufant, I guess, to a certain extent. Yeah. Uh, sometimes Trufant would get burnt. Yeah, but you have to um, think, has, like, out of everybody, Trufant or Alford were your two that, mm-hmm. you know, actually made a difference. I was going to say, maybe, 
Yeah, I was gonna say maybe Robert Alford was also a good one, but nobody. I don't think nobody <clears> has gotten to to AJ Terrell's level in the past with the, with him. And the dude's making plays. He got an interception today. Yeah. Obviously, it was it was a gem. It was a freaking you know duck thrown in the middle of the field. Like, <laughs> he took advantage. He got the ball. And uh, I don't know. This people aren't gonna talk about him a lot, and it sucks. But AJ Terrell's a real deal, and I'm glad we made well, that pick the way he did. Shout yeah. out to Dan Quinn for that one. He he's uh, I think statistically i think pro football focus was talking about it like they tweeted it out a couple of weeks ago he's like number one or number two in pass defense like he he's shutting people down like he he's no joke and like i i've been paying attention to him a lot like around like you know beginning of the year and he makes plays bro like i, I like him he's a good corner for you guys and you know i love my corner so that's a good you know building block for your defense down the road. You have Olakon, you have Debo. I mean, you have pieces. So, you know, just that O line and a couple more defensive players. I'm telling you, you're going to be right there next year. I'm telling you, you guys can rebuild this right. We'll see. I mean, I have some of the guys that I, I don't think next year, but in two years. And the reason I say yeah, that, yeah, I know. I'm thinking, I'm, you know, Bryce Young, baby. Yeah, Bryce I Young remember we talked about Atlanta. it last time. Yeah. So, yes, Bryce Young coming home. <laughs> so he's not even from there but no yeah that's the two takes i got from that game yeah um, other than that we're good victory we're still in the fucking playoff hunt dude we're i'm telling you the, the the vikings losing to the lions really opened things up for everybody like you guys are not out of it mm-hmm. and i know they we're beat, tied for the yeah for the seventh row yeah and i know you especially beating carolina you you know you, you narrowed the margin of competition so I think they're I'm mean, obviously Carolina's gonna be out of it. There's no way they're gonna climb back in this picture with the dysfunction that's going on in that organization. But um We have the I was reading it, they said this today in the game. We have the third easiest schedule uh the rest of the season in NFL. I think we got the Lions coming oof. up, uh the Saints at home and I think uh, <clears throat> oh the Bills and the Bills and Buffalo, but that one I don't know. Who knows what kind of Buffalo team we're getting uh, yeah. when we get there that week, so yeah, I mean, you guys are right there. I've been saying that. So um, let's get let's move on to the. Uh, this is a crazy game too. The the Ravens Browns. I mean, we're just gonna mm-hmm. jump all over the place. Uh, I don't know how surprised you were at this game. I know we both had Baltimore, but mm-hmm. um, Lamar getting hurt. I mean, that was mm-hmm. that nail in the coffin right there. That's it. I mean, yep. Mm-hmm. Especially if he's out for a week, even even one week, they're done. They're, they're completely, and I already said they were done. I don't have no confidence in this team with all the injuries they've had. But with him being out for a week, maybe two, it's done. Like it, It's over for the Ravens. This was their chance to. And luckily for them, the fucking Bengals keep giving them chances to win the division. We'll get to them in a bit. But what did you take <laughs> away from this game? Um, look, I have Lamar in my office league. I've been riding this ship with him all season long. Um, I had no quarterback. I have I have a great team in this in this in this league, and and all I really was just needing a quarterback. Lamar filled that role for me by like week six, week seven. But him losing it and kind of struggling these past few weeks have kind of cost me some games. Cost me the top two seed. Um, so I mean, him being hurt, even if he's out next week, dude, I don't know where I'm going to find the quarterback <laughs> moving forward. I'm just looking. I'm just thinking of it from a fantasy perspective side of it, but. Um, in terms of the football game, look, listen, they were already down like what ten points before his injury, so this was kind of a back, like this was kind of a game sided with Cleveland prior to this. So yeah, it sucks. It's kind of really just 
solidified the Browns victory after he got hurt. But yeah, um, this team, man, I don't know. It could be Lamar, but they're missing something. I can't figure out what it is. Maybe it's maybe it's penalties. I don't know. But um, something's just – it's funny because last year they were killing the Browns at home, mm-hmm. like 45-7 to seven when they played them last year in the opening yeah. game. So um, the fact that now kind of the tables have turned and Cleveland's really just took care of business all season against them, like it's, it's oh, weird. I, mean, I don't they, know. They lost the well, last Yeah, game. they lost to Baltimore. Yeah, I know. But um, I don't know. This one kind of felt weird uh-huh. to me. And I, I, I think – like because even Baker had a great game. And I haven't seen Baker have a great game in forever. Mm. Yeah, he was all right. So I, but I'm, I mean, I mean, look, listen, compared to the past few weeks, true, kind of yeah, a great game yeah, 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 you're right, you're right. But I, I think it's, it's just the, uh, the injuries all together, bro. Like they, I feel like if J.K. Dobbins was here, it'd be a different story. I mean, he was good his rookie year, and I know, you know, who knows what have happened this year, but you know, the receivers haven't stepped up. Watkins is a no-show practically every week. You know, I, I know Bateman had a good game. Andrews is really the only, you know, consistent part in this offense. And, yeah, I, I honestly, I don't, I don't know either. I mean, Lamar's decision-making all year was very questionable. Uh, like I said, their health has just killed them all year on defense before the season even started. They just lost too many players. And maybe it'll be different this upcoming year, but they really have to prioritize the receivers. Um, I, I, I don't think you can go into a season where Hollywood Browns, are your number one. I, I just don't see it no more. I, I was maybe seeing it in the mid, in the beginning of the year, middle of the year, but they really need to address this. I know they drafted Bateman, but they need a bona fide number, like a Allen Robinson. I know he's been bad for the bears this year, but just somebody they can rely on. Michael Thomas. I know we've said that a couple of times where he's done in, New Orleans, they just need somebody, and um, you know, maybe with them being healthier next year, they'll be a more legit contender. But I mean, they're they're still leading the club the clubhouse at the fucking north with the fucking Bengals fucking up every week. <laughs> <laughs> yep, that's true. I mean, look, listen, I, I this was kind of a game where it could have gone either way. Yeah, but, I, know, I stayed like, away from this game betting wise, like in real life, I didn't want to touch this game. Mm-hmm. No, yeah, absolutely. I I don't blame you. So this is one that once the Lamar's Jackson's injury just was yeah. I I really did not pay attention much at that game. But and shout out to Huntley, man. He's zone. he's been st- he steps up when he has to. Like he they almost won this game. So I'll give him his credit for to a certain extent. You know, like mm-hmm. he beat the Bears and then he almost beat this fucking Browns team. So you know, I think though, in my opinion, I think this is kind of his. It's like. He's been fortunate, and the reason I say that is because the Browns did not prepare to play Huntley today. They prepared themselves to play Lamar. Yeah, that's true. Same so, thing with the Bears. So really, yeah. So really, at the end of the day, like, yes, he had a great game, but if he's if he's expected to start next week, like, I don't know who they're playing next week, but you know, are are they going to expect like what kind yeah, of game plan true. are going to happen? They have some game film on him, so um, yeah, I give him his flowers. He did great today, but I mean, we'll see how he does next week if he has to start. That's a fair point. I mean, the Bears game, it kind of it was a game time decision, and then this one as well. So, I mean, that's true. But like I said, but next week is going to be interesting, especially if he's going to start. I who the fuck do they play? I already forgot. But um, the Ravens. Yeah. I well, 
while you're looking that up, um, let's get to Chiefs Raiders. <laughs> Another pack. Oh, yeah, that's. And I think Jair Alexander, I think he's back this week, if not next week. Mm-hmm. So oof, that's, yeah, that's going to be tough. But um, Chiefs Raiders, uh, I don't know if you saw the pregame where the, the Raiders were talking on the logo and trying to hype themselves up and 48 to nine, bro. Wow. Ugh. I mean, this is, I don't, I don't know. Like, I'm not surprised. I'm not going to sit here and say the Chiefs are back offensively. This is the same shit we're talking about. Three weeks ago, like they play the Raiders, they look good, and then everybody's kind of saying they're back, they're back, and then they struggle the, the two weeks after that. But it, this is just the the Raiders kryptonite, the Chiefs. I know they got them last year in Arrowhead, which I think that's what they were trying to hype them up for in the beginning of the game. But oof, man, terrible fumble six in the first play of the drive, first play of the game. Come on, bro. Come on, bro. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. I don't yeah. know if you caught this um, game. I. I Kind of wasn't paying attention after it was a blow. It was twenty eight nothing. I'm like, yeah, it's over. <laughs> no, see, funny story. So I, you know, <clears> I tuned in to the first, you know, hopped on red zone at twelve o'clock on the dot or eleven o'clock your time, and yeah. obviously, you know, red zone's about to start fresh. And uh, I think uh, whoever was hosting it today was like saying that, like, okay, like where should we start? Let's start off in Kansas City, and then first play, Jacobs fumbles, return for a touchdown. <laughs> I was like, oh shit, like this is good. Damn it, it's gonna be one of these games, and then. Yeah. Obviously, I stuck to the red zone, and then I took like a 10, 20 minute break, and I get back, and I see it was like twenty eight zero, Kansas City. I was like, yeah, I'm not, I'm not tuning into the game anymore today. Nope, this is not one. I'm not gonna watch anymore. I'll see it here and there on the red zone, but I'm, I'm not gonna watch it. So I don't know what really much happened after that. I know the defense stepped up today for yep. the Chiefs, big time. Um, and I will say this: the Chiefs are back. I, I, you're not gonna say it. I will. No, no, no. I'm talking about team. offense. They, they. I told you, it's either the Patriots or mm-hmm. Chiefs. Like it's between yeah. those two. I, but I am gonna give the Chiefs the AFC favorites. I think they have a legitimate shot of coming back to the Super Bowl. Obviously, the Patriots, like you said, are are really their their threat. Um, but I think right now the Chiefs, the way they're looking on defense, I, it's a miracle what has happened between on their defense because. If week two, week three, week four, like those were shit weeks for them. Yeah. Uh, we were starting to question Andy Reid, and and now moving forward, this defense has stepped up and played the role, and they're, they're going to need it. They're going to need it moving forward. So they're the favorites to win the number one seed. I think they will get it, and I just can't believe the you think they're going to win the number. This bro, stop it! You just, I like how you just try to discredit the pages every week, bro. This is insane. <laughs> what do you mean? There's no Look, the way, Patriots bro. Are good. They have shut me up. I didn't think they were a top three team in the AFC. The Patriots are. I will give them that. They're not number one. This is it's, it's not number one, dude. How can you say Come here on. through 14 weeks of the season and not tell me that with the defense and with the offense not making mistakes that they're the leader in the AFC? Like, there's no way. I told you this last week. The the Chiefs. One or two picks a game for Mahomes. That's that. That's not gonna fly in the playoffs. Throw a pick in the playoffs and see if you win that fucking game. Like it's not. It's a very low uh, percentage that you come out with the victory with two plus turnovers, which he will do when he plays playoff football. I promise you, with the way he's been looking this year. Hey, all I'm saying is it can happen. It can happen. I mean they. They're they're winnable games moving forward. I know they got the Chargers on Thursday. They got Steelers I don't worry at about home. the Chargers. The Bengals, the Bengals, and since he's a tough one, uh, but then they got Denver in Denver. So I, I'm liking their odds moving forward. I, I I do think they're gonna get this number one seed. I think the defense is continuing to play good, and 
And who knows? I'm, I'm still expecting Mahomes to clean this shit up at some point. I really am. Edward Teller looked great today. Two touchdowns really helped me in fantasy. But they're, they're, they're actually being efficient a little bit more on offense. And, yes, you're right. Mahomes needs to clean that shit up. But I, if there's anyone in the league that can do it other than Brady, I think Mahomes could be the one to clean that shit up. I mean, it, if you're saying they're going to be the number one seed, you're expecting the Patriots and the Titans to lose out because they lost to the Titans. So that's why they're three right now. I mean, I, I don't, I don't mm-hmm. see, I don't see either of those two happening. Titans have just, an easy just, schedule too. I mean, they. I'm just looking at the Patriots movie. Look, they got Colts and Indy. I mean, look, that's that's not an easy game. I mean, Indianapolis has been playing great recently with Taylor going off every game. Um, and the Bills is, you know, it's a revenge game, division game. Buffalo, you know, that I saw. We just talked about how they look today at the end. Bro, Dude, the, you just the, never know. If they the, can get through those two games, then yes, they will by far. They will definitely be the number one seed. Patriots. So if they get the number one seed, then they'll be the favorite. Bro, get out of here with this. I can't believe you, man. You're such a hater. I, I try to root for you, bro, and then you're over here waiting for my demise. That's crazy. Dude, no, I'm not. <laughs> I'm just I'm playing. Just, I'm just messaging. You, I, I love your defense so much. I wish the Falcons could have a fucking defense like y'all's, but I just, I still don't trust Mac Jones. He didn't win that game for you guys in Buffalo. That was doesn't have game. to. That's what I keep saying. I don't care, bro. Like, he, we can win all these games 3 nothing. I don't give a fuck. Like, th- you think I give a fuck about how the score is? We won a Super Bowl 13-3. to I don't give a fuck, bro. Like, th- th- we can win the game however we have to win it. A win is a win. We move on. That's it. Like, that. that's what I I'm trying to that. tell you. I get that, but what I'm trying to tell you is it's different in the playoffs. Just like you talk about Mahomes cannot be fucking throwing picks in the playoffs. Max, Mac Jones is going to have to make plays for you guys in the playoffs because there's going to come a point where the Patriots defense is going to run into Derrick Henry in the Titans offense when he returns. They're going to run into Mahomes when he cleans that shit up on offense. They're going to run into these offenses where at, at that point, you know they're going to they're gonna score some points on you no matter how yeah. good your defense is. They're going to score some points, and Mac Jones is going to have to come back and do the same and kind of keep this game um, competitive. That's what I'm saying. That's the only team I'm nervous about is the Chiefs because we're going to have to put up points with them. And I still think Bill has Andy Reid's number. Even though he has a couple wins on him, I, I still think he's figured out how to defend Mahomes. I mean, you, you see the games. He's not going off in those games. Like, they're scoring, like, 27 points. The only game where it was back and forth was when they were in Arrowhead in the championship game. Besides that, he kind of has the number with Mahomes, but that's the only team, bro. I, I understand Tennessee. I don't trust their health. It, it's it, I don't trust their health right now. They, they're they expecting to give Derrick Henry the ball the same way they're, they're going to give it to him in the beginning of the year off a broken foot. No shot. No shot, bro. I know he's tough and he's a good running back, but you're asking a lot out of a dude that just broke his foot. Like, come on, bro. That's just irresponsible if they're going to do that, which they will. I know Vrabel. He's so he's such a fucking stubborn hardhead. He's going to do that. So it, it just it's going to depend on A.J. Brown and Julio Jones. And again, our corners against those receivers any day of the week. I'll take that. It's the mm-hmm. Chiefs. I'm going to worry about Kelsey up the middle. Tyreek. And I already know. Pringle and Hardman are going to step up at some point. I, I just have a feeling. I know they're playing like shit. I know they're dropping the ball. But I still feel like when it comes to the playoffs and they're going to be relied on more, and like you said, Edward Tiller playing his best game of the year, it, that offense, just that's the only offense I'm scared of if, if it comes playoff time. So, Yeah, I mean, look, speaking of times, they played 
they played, they destroyed the Jags tonight, twenty to zero. Um, yeah, they should. And I'm I don't know. Maybe, of that. course, of course, of course, it's the Jags. They fucking <laughs> yeah. suck. But like, did this did this scare you as a Patriots fan? Did this game really kind of not scare you, but kind of just put it in your mind? Like, okay, all right, it's time to take care of business, like they did, mm-hmm. and, and you know they shut out the Jags. Did this well, change your your perspective on the on the on the time? Sorry. Uh... A little. What will change my perspective on them is how they play Pittsburgh and how they play Miami because those two defenses. I know Pittsburgh's kind of reeling with the way they've been playing, but Miami that's that's Patriots Junior right there. So I need to see what they do against the the Dolphins and and then if they can smoke them, then I'll be like, all right, now the you know now I'm gonna have to worry about two teams. But yeah, I mean Titans did what they had to do. You know that that was a convincing win, not the Jaguars Rams last week. Like that twenty nothing, that that was as convincing as it can get. And you know, Titans just they took care of business there. I'm I'm glad they did. <laughs> I mean, I was just a lot. Of, I was very impressed with this defense in this game. Yeah, yeah, the I know defense it's the Jags, stepped up too. They they picked him off four times, um, and you know, as I said last week in our review. Um, in our recap, like the Rams didn't do shit really um, to prove to me that they're they're back in terms yeah. of their defense with all their stars because they allowed the Jacks to kind of just flicker with them a little bit and and the Titans really just meant business today. They they, mm-hmm. they did not allow anything anything to happen. So uh, yeah, I don't know. This 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 was a this was a good game. Um, and the and the Titans really just uh, said the statement here. Sorry. Yeah, I mean, uh, they did. I mean, there's not really much to talk about that game. It's 20 nothing. I mean, I, I just feel yeah, bad for Lawrence. Yeah, that's why I kind of wanted to transition it. Yeah. I mean, I, I do feel... too, but he'll get a new coach. He'll get a yeah. coach this year. That, I, that I, really just, it's just going to be a while, right? It's going to be a while for them to even be sniffing seven wins. I mean, the, the way they have to truly rebuild this whole team, coaching staff, maybe even general manager. I mean, this it's going to take a long time. So Jaguars fans, be patient. Don't be calling for the St. Lawrence's fault. And I know so, some fans always jump on the QB. I, I just don't see it in this case. I mean, he's a rookie. Uh, like you said, the coaching staff is abysmal. And it's just going to take time. So, I, like I said, I just feel for him. I, I don't feel for Wilson. It is what it is. He's in that shitty spot. So, good for him. But um, <laughs> uh, Cowboys-Washington. I mean, th- another game yes. where the team should not have been – Remotely close to even trying to tie the game, twenty-one nothing at one point. Micah Parsons was all over the field, and somehow twenty-seven twenty. What did you think about the Cowboys this game? Listen, this is Dan Quinn at his finest today in defense. Mm. The man fucking made like his defense was fucking killing the Washington team this first half. They made plays. Um, they got a pick six. They fumbled. They made Heineke fumble. They made the plays on defense, you know, and then the offense obviously did the part, for, you know, for a good chunk of the while, too, in the first half. Yeah. This is a Dan Quinn game. <laughs> they let the team back. They let Washington back, dude. They played zone. Yeah. And they, you know, Heineke just kept, you know, picking out the soft spots in the zone. You, you know, you're going to jump down the field. You're going to make plays. Obviously, there was that one play. I think it was – I forgot his name. Um, you know, he mossed Tra- Tavon, Trayvon Diggs. Like, oh, the Sims? Yeah, he, yeah, he that's balled out. Yeah, Cam Sims. Yeah, so, I mean, look, <clears throat> you let them back in the game, and they shouldn't have. I, I took a little break from that game, and I come back, and they're, they're kind of feeling momentum. Heineke mm-hmm. made a great play, you know, diving into the end zone. 
for the two point conversion. So I don't know the the reason why this is a Dan Quinn game is for that, but he is so, 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 so fucking lucky. He's got a front four that can make plays for this team because luckily, I mean, we don't have, we didn't have that when we were playing with, with Dan Quinn. Yeah, we, you had had a, we had a Grady Jarrett and that was pretty much it. You know, yeah. um, he's lucky. He has the Marcus Lawrence, Michael Parsons, you know, even Randy Gregory. Randy Gregory Those stepped boys, up big time. Those boys made plays, and I think Gregory was the one that forced the, the fumble at the end yeah. of the game. Um, and he is so lucky because I think Heineke had somebody there um, if he was able to grip that ball and throw it right with no pressure. So, I don't know. Dan Quinn, you better say your prayers around because you really escaped <laughs> that win today with Mike McCarthy. It should not have happened that way. It really should have yeah. been like the Titans had, 20-0. to zero. It should have been 24-0 to zero today. Even yeah. twenty four to seven, just because of the nice touchdown, you can't stop that at that point. But mm-hmm. really, the Cowboys escaped this win. They should have won this from the very beginning. But the fact that they let them in this, I'm going to say they got lucky and they escaped this. And this is not impressing me with this team right now. With that, yeah, that this is why I picked. I, I didn't pick them to win. I thought they would cover, but I, I was very skeptical in this game because if you're asking me to pick Ron Rivera or Mike McCarthy, I mean that's not that's the easiest choice. Like, come on, Ron Rivera teams. They always get coached up nice. And the way the Cowboys have been playing very sloppy, I mean, it's going to catch up mm-hmm. to them at some point. And it yes. almost did today. It almost did today. Mm-hmm. It creeped up on them. And like you said, I mean, Dan Quinn, he – man, if they, if they slip up a couple of these games, I could see him getting fired. Obviously, he won't. I mean, they're, they're winning. They're, they're going to say that he's a big part of that and this and that. But – He's lucky. You, you, you're right. He should be counting his prayers because Micah Parsons, Lawrence, even Armstrong, they're really helping his ass out. They're keeping him in that job. So, yeah, I, I completely agree. They they had no business letting Washington in that game, and they almost blew it. So, mm-hmm. yeah. I, I yeah, don't know. I'm like, not this liking is... both coordinators. This is Kellen Moore, too. He's not off the fucking shelf either. Yeah. Like, I don't know what the fuck he's play calling sometimes. Like, I get for being all aggressive, but, like, you have fucking Ezekiel Elliott. Run the damn ball. When I, I'm, I'm kind of comparing this to the New Orleans game as well. You're, you're, at the, you're in the fourth quarter. You, all you got to do is just chop down the clock, you know, run some time out the, out the way. Trust your defense. The defense is great as it is. Just, you know, give them some time to breathe in the freaking out of – like, out the sidelines. Like, but you keep trying to get Prescott to make these sexy throws when, in reality, you should just hand it off to Zeke, let him get his stuff, his, you know, his bread and butter, and – and run down the clock, but Kellen Moore likes just this questionable play calling for me is really going to hurt them as well. Like it's going to have one of those two is going to happen where Kellen Moore, they're going to have a lead and the Dan Quinn defense is playing great. And he's just going to force him. Like he's going to have Prescott force a turnover by, you know, with the play call, or he's going to have, you know, no, no time off the clock because he just spent a 40 second drive out there on three and out with pass play, pass play, pass play. So one of those Thing, two things is going to happen in the playoffs, and it's going to cost them a game. I guarantee you that's how they're going to lose in the playoffs this year. The, yeah, the thing is, I even said that the first week of the year. Like, the, mm-hmm. I feel like they're trying to make Prescott an MVP candidate at this point. What What are we doing? Just run the ball. Like, I like I understand Pollard is hurt, and I know Zeke is kind of hurt, but establish that run. Like, once you have a lead like that, or even in the beginning of the game, like just run the ball. You have two dominant backs. And like I said, Pollard's here. I understand that. But when they're both healthy, why did it take until Thanksgiving to give Pollard more, uh, more touches? Like when he gets the ball, it, it's, it's kind of, you know, 
hit them against a linebacker or a safety slash corner, I mean, I'll take Pollard any day. Like, he has that track speed. And, yeah, I mean, Kellen Moore, I feel like him and McCarthy, like I said, they just want to prove everybody, oh, yeah, you know, we have this hot offense and, you know, we're putting up 5,000, you know, De- Prescott's putting up 5,000-plus yards and C.D., Amari, and Gallup are going for 1,000-plus. It's like, no, like, just win the fucking game. Like, the yep. NFC, like, I just don't understand what Dallas is doing. Yeah, I think it's going to be more and more blowing the game for them. I mean, that defense is just too good. I feel like the, it's going to come down to the offense just fucking it up for them. I mean, the, they have no reason to be letting these games go as long as they do. Like, they have a ball-controlling offense to where they'll suffocate you. The game's over. If they can get that run game going early, it's over. Mm-hmm. And they just they, they just want to keep passing and passing and passing to prove a point and just win the game. That's all they have to do. And they time and time again, when they lose games, it's for that reason. They just want to, you know, prove the media wrong. And I, it doesn't make any sense. It really doesn't. It doesn't. It doesn't. I agree. It, it, it makes no sense whatsoever. They're play calling and they have. This is the most talented team I've seen in quite a while with Dallas, and yep. and I I'm I'm afraid these coordinators are gonna this coaching in general is gonna fuck it all up and cost them the Super Bowl because I genuinely think if they clean that up coaching wise if, if they listen to what we're saying I'm not saying we're experts and pros but just the way I've been watching every game from them you know if they clean that up and be smart about it yeah. they're gonna I I would pick them to win the NFC right now if they just clean that shit up but. I'm not trusting McCarthy's coaching. I'm not trusting Morse play calling, and I'm not trusting Quinn at all whatsoever. I, I just yep. think that that defense is just so talented that it's making him look that good. Yeah, I mean, it, they like I like I said, this is why I thought they would be in the NFC Championship game. Obviously, things are different from when I said that, but um, it, this team has no shot of getting there with with the play, the decision making, and play calling that we've been seeing week in and week out. Yeah, they're they're they need a whole new coaching staff. I mean, like you said, this is the most talented team they've had in quite some time, and it is going to get fucked up. It's not a matter of if; it's a matter of when. It's just it's going to happen. McCarthy teams, come on, bro! Like he got saved by Aaron Rodgers by winning that Super Bowl. He kept that job like way longer than he should have, and now mm-hmm. that it's it's probably going to happen this time too with Dallas. And unfortunately for Dallas, it's like you guys aren't going to win nothing with McCarthy. Sorry, like that's just the truth, and mm-hmm. ugh, it's it's just bad. <laughs> but watch this. That's why I gave him a shot. I mean, look, look at what happened. I mean, they they clawed back in. They have fight, and they almost pulled it out. Obviously, they're kind of out of it as far as the East goes. But I mean, they can still make a playoff spot. So yeah, I believe oh. they have the last spot right now. Yeah, I mean that. So they could end up running into Dallas at some point if you know both of them advance, but. Yeah, just a weird game. Another game where it's like no team should be coming back from this, and they ended up almost pulling up the victory. So um, let's see another game. Uh, 49ers Bengals. We kind of touched on it earlier with the Bengals. Um, they th- another chance, another week where the Ravens and Steelers lose, and they don't take advantage of it. Man, they don't want to win this division. Like they really don't at this point. They clawed back. They fought their way back and pushed it to overtime. But when it came down to it, Kittle, Ayuk, Debo, they killed them. And, man, like, you would think that as much talent as they have on this roster, I just feel like it's the experience. And they're not used to being, you know, in the playoff picture at this time of year. So maybe they'll be better next year. But, man, they 
they they really just been blowing a lot of chances to take control of this division, which is wide open still. It's crazy to say mm-hmm. that. I mean, this is just I, I think I said this in the in the season preview. I think the Bengals are good. They're just not yeah. there. Yet. They're not ready to really take control of, of, of the AFC North and really just make noise in the AFC in general. So um, I think this is kind of just their <clears throat> their age and, and their experience kind of speaking to the league. Like they're great, but they're not they're not there yet just yet and taking care of these big games and you yeah. know, um they almost came back though. Joe Burrow's a damn yeah. stud, man. The way That's what I'm saying they caught back last drive. So like Joe Joe Burrow's a beast, man. I gotta give him his flowers. He I haven't I haven't given him much credit in this podcast, but the dude made the dude made plays, um, but really San Francisco, I picked them to win this. Um, I just think mm-hmm. um, off of the game they played in Seattle, like I think they were ready to come back and and, and claw and make some make a statement in this league coming to Cincinnati, a decent AF, AFC team, and and took care of business. So I mean, George Kittle, great game. Garoppolo had a decent game, dude. I got to give him his perspective too. So he's kind of getting comfortable in this offense. So that's kind of making me think what's going on with Trey Lance. Like I I don't know. Usually. The rookie quarterbacks are usually in at this time of the year. Like, they're yep. playing. And it, this isn't the situation in San Francisco. So, I don't know. Maybe Garoppolo's playing that good where Shanahan's just going to keep riding the ship with him. But overall, um, I think the defense had a great game as well. Nick Bosa um, coming up with that sack in overtime, which is which is you know, huge. Um, but, yeah, overall, I got to I gotta give really the, the Niners their, 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 their flourish here. You know, they could be a team that could make some noise in the playoffs. Yeah, the <clears throat> – I don't know. This is just a weird game. But the, the only thing I'll say is that for 49ers, I'd say as far as Trey Lance goes, maybe they're they're trying to do the Mahomes approach. You know, he sat out that first year and then kind of took over the year after. That's the only logical kind of reasoning I would think, but – Maybe he's just that far behind of Garoppolo, which is just weird to say. But th- this move that they did to trade up for him, it-, it might fuck up, you know, their trajectory moving forward as far as, you know, with the draft capital they gave up. And let's say Trey Lance doesn't see the field in the first two years. It- that's a wasted pick and wasted assets. And that's just something that might cost Shanahan and Lynch their jobs because why would you trade up to get Lance if you're going to move up, if you're going to move forward with Garoppolo anyway? Like you, if you're making that move, you have to start him at some point. And like you said, it's weird that they haven't seen him yet. I mean, we've seen Davis Mills play a couple games and, you know, yeah. and the fact that we haven't seen Lance, the third overall pick, I mean, man, that, that says a lot about that. And I completely agree with you, but, Moving forward with San Francisco, I mean, Ayuk is stepping up. He obviously made that touchdown in the end of the game. Uh, Debo's back. I know they, they're, they, I feel like they had him on a pitch count. Um, maybe they did, maybe they didn't. I know they had him at running back again, which stop doing that shit. Just fucking play him at receiver. He's unstoppable. Nobody's guarding Debo. Why are we playing him at running back? I understand you're banged up, but it just doesn't make sense. Like, I don't know, but Kittle. He's getting hot right now, man. He, I know you're seeing it. I'm playing you in fucking fantasy with this motherfucker, and he's going off. And you know, two two straight weeks in a row, he has 150 plus. And man, I mean, the, the 49ers. I don't think anybody wants to see the 49ers in the playoffs. Funny to say that after what we and me and Benner. I'll say I I won't throw you into it as much, but me and Benner were calling for fucking Shanahan's job in the beginning of the year, so. 
you know, they turned it around. I think they're the sixth seed right now. And yes, yes. six, fifth seed, they're right behind LA. So, I mean, they that could change at the end of the year. They play each other. So, you know, anything can happen. But you know, 49ers, man, they're, they're heating up right now. This is what I was expecting yeah. them to do all year. This is why I picked them to win the division. Too hot, too late. <laughs> but I mean, hey, it's, it's working out for them right now, to, you know, to get into the playoffs. So, you know, give them props there. Yeah. So, I I mean, yeah, there's really no much stuff to say this. I mean, yeah. the Bengals kind of just, like you said, you already touched on it. They they blew this, but the division's still open for them. Like the whole division, those three are tied, right? The Browns, Bengals, Ravens for the division right now? Uh, or Ravens, the Ravens, are the Ravens ahead? Ravens have a game lead on both of them. Okay. Okay. Well, if yeah. Lamar doesn't play, that could be huge for, yep. for everybody else. Yeah. So. Baltimore's eight and five and Cleveland right now is second since they beat Cincinnati. They're both at seven and six. So, um, yeah, that might be the primetime game. Fucking, uh, Cincinnati, Cleveland, week 18. Hey, I wouldn't mind. I wouldn't yeah, mind. That would be nice to watch. And I, like I said, Pittsburgh, I mean, their schedule is kind of difficult, but they're technically still in it. But, I mean, we could talk about that game since we didn't get to. Minnesota, Pittsburgh, I mean, what the hell was that? <laughs> fucking Minnesota, bro. They had, again, what the fuck, bro? A team, these fucking Vikings. Was it, I, I couldn't watch this game most, like, towards the, in the middle. And, like, when they, the Steelers started to get hot because I was at work, but. When I started watching it, I'm like, this is Lions, this is the Lions game all over again. Like they're gonna blow this game. And mm-hmm. you know, Cook and them didn't let it let it happen. But man, Zimmer, another dude that should be counting his blessings on his skill position, guys. Man, come on. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I didn't I saw the beginning, the Vikings really were cooking them uh real mm-hmm. bad. Um, yeah, you know, Cook even Cook may play like he I didn't think he was gonna start or at all. Like yeah. waking up Thursday morning, I didn't think he was gonna play. Um, and then, you know, he had the great game that he did. He had, like, 100 yards already by halftime. Um, mm-hmm. Justin Jefferson doing his thing. Um, and then I had a flight to catch, so I, I missed, like, kind of the middle part of the game just like you did. And next thing you know, I saw it was, like, you know, one touchdown game. I was like, oh, mm-hmm. shit, like, what's going on here? And then Claypool made the mistake. And I got to say something, you know, Chase Claypool, that is so unprofessional and disrespectful yeah. at the end of the game, blaming his linemen. Like, the dude's just trying to get the fucking ball to spike it, dude. Like, he doesn't yeah. care what you do. He's trying to get the play moving forward, and you're still blaming it. Like, it's one thing to be heated at the moment. I get it. You're embarrassed. <clears> but for you to be calling him out after the game is just straight unprofessional disrespectful because the lineman did nothing there to really try to hurt you. Yeah. Or you. He was just trying to make a play for the team to win the game. Yeah, it's like Trey Turner had more awareness than you did, bro. What the fuck are you mad about? I When I first saw it, I thought he was mad at himself. But the fact that he called out his O-line and shit, like, come on, bro. Like, Mike Tomlin already has this motherfucker on a short lease. I know it with this, with the music shit that happened in the beginning of the year. How oh, he's, yeah. yeah, he said, you know, he should worry about playing whiteout instead of worried about music. It's just like, man, like you keep him and Juju, man. What the fuck, bro? These two dumbasses, man. They, they're in such a good uh, position to play in Pittsburgh to play wide receiver. And, you know, I know Big Ben's been struggling, but they're still making plays and, it's just like Juju last year with the TikTok shit, and now this year Claypool doing dumb shit too. It's like, bro, what the fuck are you guys doing? Like, get your shit together. Like, I wouldn't be surprised if they don't re-sign Juju next year. And oh, they're not. They're not. Yeah, that's, that's a for sure fact. And if they don't, um, you know, 
if Claypool gets dealt, if he keeps pulling these antics with Tomlin, Tomlin does not give a fuck, bro. He's going to get rid of your ass if he feels like you're affecting the team. And he Claypool, it's only a matter of time if he keeps doing this shit that he gets dealt. Like I, Tomlin's yeah. a no-nonsense no type of coach. And, you know, again, shout out to Trey, Trey Turner for trying to get the ball to the line. And, you know, I, I just don't understand what, what the fuck was he thinking, bro? No timeouts. You got a first down or, or close to a first down. I forgot what it was, but it's like, bro, get the fuck out of here. You're not out of bounds. Like, what are you doing? I just don't understand how you have no field, no game awareness in that situation, especially in the position that you're in. And that that basically costed them because that was like six seconds wasted on the clock because the ref fumbled yep. the ball. Then he had to go get it and put it back. And that was that was the game. You know, they probably could have had another shot with Fryermuth almost getting that touchdown. They probably could have had another shot right there, and that was it. Mm-hmm. So mm. I agree. Stupid play on his part. Stupid play. Yep. Man. But as far as Minnesota goes, I, I was just thinking about our conversation how we had on Sunday last or the last time we talked about the Lions and Vikings. What did you think as far as Zimmer goes? Like, what the fuck's up with this game? Like this this team. They should be so much better. And I feel like another team falling victim to their coach. Like, it's just embarrassing what's going on up there. They won, but did they really? I feel like that was more like, I don't know, Steelers execution and obviously Claypool. But, man, 29 nothing, and you let them back in the game. That's terrible. Yeah, that's worse than our blown lead in the Super Bowl, really. <laughs> um, they're just lucky they escaped with the win there. Yeah. To be quite honest. But that's kind of the theme. Every week we have a theme of something going on. Um, and this week's theme is really just near blown near leads. blown leads. Yep. Yeah, I mean the Cowboys did it, the Bucks did it today, the 49ers even did it. Yeah, the Vikings they... started it on Thursday, so a lot of blown leads that really, um, luckily they kept, but at the end of the game, but they were a lot of teams were close to losing them. Yeah. Next game, next game, Bears Packers. This was a lot closer than I thought it would be in the beginning. Obviously, Packers pulled away, but what did you take away from this game? Um, I mean, <laughs> it was funny because, like you said, the Bears were, were you know, they were, uh, they were keeping up. But, I mean, you saw it on Twitter. Uh, I was laughing at it this morning. I mean, the Packers' special teams has been bad. Um, and really, they kind of let this game – they kind of give the, the Bears some life in this game. Um, I believe that that punt return touchdown was 17-7 after. Um, the biggest takeaway I'll take from this game, though, is when are teams going to learn not to mock Aaron Rodgers? Um, like, good Lord. Like, if you, why do people keep doing this? He said it in the Pat McAfee show. Like, you know, he, he's, gonna, he's not going to take offense to it, but it's going to give him some motivation to play harder that game. So I just don't understand what the Bears are thinking. I feel like this isn't the first time the Bears really have uh, mocked Aaron Rodgers, and it never comes back to pay off. So I don't understand that. But Rodgers had a great game. Devontae had a great game. Um, this this team, we're talking about this with tonight with the Rams, um, and then we'll get to them. Um, you're saying the Packers and the Bucks, you'll take over the Rams and NFC. Um, moving forward, I mean, to be quite honest with you, I, I'm just – I would probably agree with you on the Packers take. I think the Packers are the scariest team in the NFC. Um, they're going to get healthier, um, and, and, and Rodgers is looking like he's he's the baddest man on the planet again. So, and Devontae's Devontae. So, I'm scared of this Packers team. This team is really good. Um, 
So, I mean, yeah, they, they kind of struggle with the Bears a bit, but it's a divisional game. It's going to happen. You're going to get those kind of games. And, um, yeah, they took care of Bears. I, I just found it funny. Um, Banner, he uh, <laughs> replied this. I don't know who it was, but they was like, oh, we need to fire our special teams coordinator. It's like, bro, you won by 15. And it's like, like that's just how <laughs> fucking irrational fans are, like, you just take away the negative more than you take away the positive. And, yeah, I mean, Jakeem Grant, I haven't heard of this dude in fucking years, and he had the game of his life. I know he had a touchdown last week against the Cardinals, but, um, you know, he, he played well. I mean, Fields, Bears fans should be more than okay with what's going on this year. I understand they're bad, Nagy's bad, but trust me, when they get a, a good coaching staff in there, you guys are going to be set for the next 10, 15 years, barring any injuries of fields. I mean, he's, he's just showed so much poise. And I understand he's getting killed out there, but, you know, he's showing toughness. The, this shit will help him more than it will hurt him. All the stuff that he's going through this year, once they find the right coaching staff and everybody around him, I mean, they're going to be they're gonna be golden in that, that division, especially with Rodgers leaving. And, uh, you know, I'm not going to take anything into what Chris, uh, what Collinsworth and how my – I got to tell you, I think everything's fine. Like, nah, everything's not fine. Fucking Aaron Rodgers is gone. I, it's going to happen. But, you know, Chicago, I took I took more away with Chicago. The Packers should have took care of this game easily. They obviously made it harder than they had to be. But Chicago, man, I mean, they, they their future's bright. If they can get some O-line in there, obviously, like I keep saying, the coaching staff, they're going to be set up for the next couple of years. So. You know, I took more away from Chicago, you know, trying to find a way to win. But ultimately, they have Nagy as the coach. So, it was only a matter of time before they lost. Yeah, I mean, that's true. I, mean, I, th- I think you're right. Moving forward, when they get the right coach, they're going to be a good team the next couple of years, especially with the division being kind of wide open after Rodgers leaves. Um, yeah. So, uh, you're right. I mean, Bears fans, look, listen, it, it, we all go through it. Uh, the, you went through it just for one season, New England. Um, some of us go through it longer than others, but everyone goes through this phase. And Chicago will be back. It's it's gonna happen. They got a future quarterback in their hands, so um, not many teams can say that. So I'm not I'm not tripping too much. Darnell Mooney was really one I was keeping an eye on. He 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 only had one catch. Um, yeah, but that's more because he's he's literally the number one right now. I don't. I'm not really like, oh, Mooney had a bad game. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, but just the just the, the return of Allen Robinson. Uh, really kind of just scares me a little bit um, from the fantasy. I think he's done in Chicago. I think he's done. Oh, I yeah, mean, I, I don't, I don't, I don't see that being repaired. I mean, they, he's you've been feeling disrespected by that organization for a long time, and I think he's gonna go to a contender next year. But can, can I ask you something? And I know we've talked about it like time and time again. But if you're, and I've heard this from a couple like like morning shows and podcasts and all this stuff, like. Like, if you're Detroit, if you're Carolina, if you're Denver, aren't you frustrated that you didn't get Fields or Mac? Like, uh, it depends on the team you're asking. So, the, like, Denver, for instance, I would say no. Um, just because, I mean, Pat Sertain is probably, other than Michael Parsons, the best defensive rookie in the league right now. Um, mm-hmm. Besides Parsons. So, I mean, the, the way they, they got him, 
be snatched, and they, they're doing great with him there. The Broncos can address quarterback next season. Let's be honest. We've talked about it multiple times. Russell Wilson, yeah. there, you know, Rodgers, any other quarterback, Matt Ryan, even though there's a little some chance of that happening. Denver could always address the quarterback next season, and they'll be fine, really, with the same squad uh, next year. I mean, if you're asking – uh, shoot, maybe Detroit. I would probably say yes. Um, if you're asking, mm, shoot, I don't even know. Like even Miami with two of six. Well, I mean Carolina, the situation there in the like, Carolina one. Also, the, the Carolina one, I would also kind of just be on the fence about because Horn has just been not been healthy. I think when he yeah. when he plays healthy, I think he'll be just like Sertain and. They kind of just be up there in the corners. Um, and they have a great defense, as is right. Gilmore and, and them boys out there. They're playing great on defense. It's just the offense is kind of struggling. I agree. Maybe maybe getting Mac or Fields could have been helpful. Um, but really, I, I think they're okay for now. Um, I, yeah, I don't know. If you're asking some other teams, I would probably – like, if you're asking Atlanta, I would tell you yes. I'd tell of course. You, I mean, if you're asking Atlanta, if you're asking another team that missed out on them – yeah, I think the one team that should really be shooting them like they, they shot themselves in the foot. They should really be taking a look, a long, hard look in the mirror. Is Detroit? I mean, mm-hmm. this this draft class this year, it's nothing to write home about. I mean, I know Howell's in there, Ritter. I, I, there, there's some dudes in there, but like you had three to four potential, you know, starting quarterbacks for the next ten years in this last class and. They chose a right tackle because they had – or a left tackle, whatever you want to put them at, because you had faith in Jared Goff. I mean, I don't know how you, you recover from that. I, I just – they're going to be rebuilding for another 10 years from what it looks like. Uh, unless they get – you know, they, they get the number one pick in 23 and get Bryce Young. I know you hate to hear that, but um, I, I, I just don't know moving forward. I, I'm just, like, looking at all these rookies, like, especially the – the two, obviously, Mac and Fields, how they fell. Like, the, a bunch of teams passed up on them, and I think they're going to regret Even the Giants, you could say them. Like, I know they wanted to give Jones another year, but, I mean, Jones, I think he's done in New York, too. Yeah. I, I think we're going to be in this situation next year where most 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 franchises are kind of just going to stick it through with the quarterback one more year and really yeah. – Really wait for the for the following class in twenty twenty three with Corral or not Corral excuse me Bryce Young, um, and the rest of that quarterback class. I think right now, like you said, these quarterbacks aren't too high to really take a chance on. Um, if it, if they land, if, you know, if it land, if it falls on their lap, they'll take them, but they're not going to go out of the way yeah. for a guy. So I think like Detroit, they're going to stick to golf another the season. I think uh, same thing with New York, Daniel Jones. I think they're going to, you know, wing it out one more year. Whatever new coach they get this season coming up, I think they're going to get a new coach. They're just going to wing it with Daniel Jones and kind of let that coach pick his own quarterback after next season. So, um, no, yeah. I mean, this is. I think a lot of franchises are just going to hold on to their quarterbacks and kind of fix it next That's season. Rough, 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 rough. <laughs> Which is why well, I was right, to – which is why I'm afraid well, that oh, yeah. the Falcons are not going to get Bryce Young because I think yeah. a lot of these teams are going to do that and, and get Bryce Young when, when he's eligible to come in the draft. That, that's why I was skeptical when you said that. Like, it sounds great, but I, I just don't see it happen. There's too many bad teams in the league that will jump you for him. But, I mean, you like like you said, you might get, like, Jacksonville. They have Trevor Lawrence. They might get a number one pick. Mm-hmm. Fields, like you said, uh, with the Bears. Uh, I mean, if the Jets still have Wilson and they stick it out with them, I mean, you have options. It's just 
if Detroit gets the number one pick, it's a lock that Bryce Young's going there. So, mm-hmm. and from the way this team is constructed, and maybe Dan Campbell can fix it in the offseason and they can win a little more games next year. I mean, they're they're probably a lock for the number one pick. Them or Houston, right now. Right. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. It all just we have we have a lot of things. A lot of good things have to happen in our way to get what we want. But I cannot, you know, a man can dream. A man can dream. If that happens, I'll buy you a Bryce Young jersey. Oh, I got you. <laughs> I got you. Don't even give me hype. Don't, don't give me hype. I'm telling you, if that happens, you heard it here first, episode 67. If Bryce Young is a Falcon, I'll buy Julian the jersey. Yes. So, yes. boom. Let's go to the Rams Cardinals NFC West showdown. The Rams finally woke up, bro. I was impressed. Yes. I really was. This offense clicked. Everybody was on the same page. Van Jefferson is stepping. This is what I expected from Van Jefferson. I told you in our predictions in the beginning, I thought he would have a big year for these guys. I understand. You know, he kind of had to find his way in. Obviously, Odell kind of hindered the process. But, man, he, he's balling out. I mean, he's getting a, a 40 to 50-yard touchdown a game. He's just going off. And so, McVay's figuring it out, man. Run the ball, play action. This is Stafford's type of game. This is what he likes to play. Yes, uh, look, uh, the, what, makes, what makes this more impressive is the fact that Jalen Ramsey was out last minute. Daryl Henderson was out from since Saturday, and, and Tyler Higby was Higby, out. Higby, yeah. Like, this made this game more impressive for me because they didn't have key, a couple of their key pieces on offense and their best player on defense besides Aaron Donald. So, um, yep. this was a huge win. Um, I, I think they played this the right way. I think Odell, just looking at this game today, he's getting more comfortable. Uh, my brother told me that too. Yeah. Look, it looks like Odell's kind of getting more comfortable this, with this um, play calling. Um, Cooper Cubs going to do his thing with Guy Bennett got 13 catches today. And that Oof. was on top of what you mentioned about Van Jefferson having a great game, Odell having a touchdown. Those those three men, they, they can make some noise. Um, Sonny Michelle had a you know decent game, I think at least 60 yards running, 70 yards running. Um, and that's yeah. against one of the best rushing defenses in the league. So the fact that he did that against Cardinals, that was pretty impressive. Um, so I don't know. This is more what are your thoughts on the Cardinals? I kind of wanted to hear you out first before I say This is my concern with Arizona moving. I just can't take them as a serious contender. I mean, mm-hmm. they, they, they're just not battle-tested yet. They haven't proven any. They're, they're so inexperienced from top to bottom that I, I just don't see them making that much noise this year. And I told you, once they lose the, the first game, to get that experience, to get the, you know, the tension – Everything that goes into playoff football, I think they're going to be much more dangerous next year than they are this year. But, I mean, I just credit to the Rams, like you said, shorthanded, you know, next man up. And they, they just they, – they took care of business. And Aaron Donald, you know, he bought out three sacks, I think, three or three and a half. Um, yeah, I mean, Ernest Jones, this, this dude's coming out of nowhere too, the, the linebacker. I mean, he, he's been making some plays here and there as well. I've been – Hearing his name a lot, a lot more than I thought I would, but um, you know, and also the Cardinals. I mean, they Kyler just looked off from the beginning, like you said. I, I saw it too. It's just when he can't, like you know, disrupt the game plan, the defensive game plan as far as with his legs. I feel like once the, the defense gets a grasp of what the Cardinals are doing and they can contain Kyler, you pretty much got him, and they got him. And I understand he. 
he got a couple runs here and there, but you know the Rams really contain the the Cardinals offense, that creative offense that I know you're a real, a real big fan of. You know he had two picks, got sacked like I said three times, couple couple more times, and yeah, the Rams. I mean they're they're looking good. They finally woke up. This is what I needed to see from them, and you know we'll see. It's just I guess the 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 big dogs, the Packers and the Bucks. I don't know. Especially in the playoffs, man. I don't know. Like, can we trust Stafford in postseason? It's we have yet to see that. So that's my only concern with the Rams. But this is a good game by them. They took care of business. I like what I saw from them. Uh, no, yeah. I mean, uh, I'll get back to that point right now with the Rams and 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 these big boys. But no, just focusing on the Cardinals real quick. I mean, the pressure kind of was there all game. I think the whole yeah. line kind of just had a bad game against the front four with Leonard Floyd. Um, Aaron Donald, Von Miller, and I forgot the other D tackles. I, I can't think of it right now. He had a great game as well. Um, he got a, a, a sack on, on Kyler as well. Um, so, I mean, they had a long night, really, the the Cardinals offensive line. So that needs to be addressed. I think Kyler, as good as he is with his legs, he's looking like Russell Wilson with, with no pressure or with all the pressure he gets all game. So that's a concern to me. But, look, I mean, I said this when we did our prediction. I think the Cardinals are going to win the division regardless. I, I, I know this win was huge for the, the Rams, but I think the Cardinals will still pull off the division. Um, but I, I agree with you with, with, with when they play their first playoff game, I think they're going to lose regardless of who it is, whether it's Cowboys, Rams, yeah. Niners, Bucks, whoever. Um, I, I don't think they're ready yet. I think I think this is a Cinderella game season for them, and, and you know, they're going to realize playoffs are a whole different beast um, when it comes to it. So, no, I agree. You're right. Cardinals, I mean, this is a tough loss, but at the end of the day, they battled through despite all those, um, you know, humps that they had to go over. They, they still played hard. They, they still they still get, kept themselves in the game. You and I were shocked when they got the outside kick. We were, you know, we were <laughs> kind of get this game and, and review it but you know we kind of told ourselves we're not so fast so um they kind of shot themselves in the foot a couple of times with these penalties oh man that was terrible and and, the, and spiking the ball when, when i agree they should have done it um uh, but it just it, i don't know they, they didn't look like they were um in sync in that last final play and really nobody was running the route when kyler was trying to get himself open to throw but yeah regardless Going back to the Rams real quick, I mean, look, I, I like I said in the beginning or before, um, the Packers are really the only team I'm scared of the Rams playing. I, I think the Packers are just all around great right now. They're hot. Um, I think the Rams could take the Bucks. I know the Bucks are the champs, and they've been looking great as well. But I really do think the, the Rams are the team that could beat the Bucks in the playoffs, and, and I'm, I'm looking forward to that game if it happens. Um, but let me ask you this. I mean, we already reviewed those two. We, we said that Cardinals don't really have a shot at whoever they play. What about the Cowboys, really? Do you think the Cowboys, like, from now, if, if the playoffs started today, it, it's looking like it's going to be Cowboys-Rams. Like, do you have confidence in Dallas really beating the Rams, well, the Rams team? Well, we talked about it earlier. I mean, the, the coaching staff mm-hmm. is really going to be an X factor for the Cowboys. I mean, when you have a stale offensive game plan that Kellen Moore is throwing out there and when Dan Quinn's defense plays, you know, zone and they just let these guys throw 10, 15 yards out of bounds, you know, they they move they move the chains and then they get points. I mean, I honestly, I think the Rams are hoping they get the Cowboys. I mean, they're, that's their best chance to advance as far as they want to go because I would want to catch the Cowboys right now. I mean, even if they're, they're healthy, I, I don't. Any coach against McCarthy, I'll take the other coach 10 times out of 10. I just don't trust them. 
And he's proven that in Green Bay, and he's proven that now in Dallas, and he will prove it again in the playoffs. And it's so unfortunate, like we talked about. They have, this is their best team in years. And McCarthy's really just throwing it down the shit. And mm-hmm. no, I don't have any confidence. I think the Rams will take care of business against Dallas. And, you know, they'll most likely play, depending on seeding, right? It, you know, how low they get and whatnot. But they might play Tampa in the divisional. If it, if it breaks the way it breaks. And there you go. I mean, I feel like it depends where it's played. If it's in Tampa, which it most likely will be, I, I think you have to give the advantage to Brady and company. I mean, I, and I even said in the beginning of the year, like the, the Rams are the, are the biggest threat to the Bucks because of their defense. But it's just the, the Bucks defense when they're healthy, when they're fully healthy, which I think they will be by, you know, that divisional round. It's going to be tough on Stafford. He's going to make a lot, uh, you know, he can't make mistakes like he's making right now. And, you know, he cleaned it up today. I'll give him his flowers and his props because he looked really good today. I'll admit it. He helped me out in fantasy, so. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> but um, yeah, I mean, the, that's going to – I'm just ready for that game. That, to me, will be the NFC Championship game because whoever wins that game will for sure be Green Bay. I, 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 they'll just have – they'll be on the highest of highs too much confidence, too much momentum. Whoever wins that game will be in the Super Bowl, I promise you. And that's, that's a good point, really. Um, I'm, this is where the best time of the football season is because we know who's going to make it, really, more the majority of it. It's just all about who's going to land where in seeding. Yeah. You know, the Cowboys, obviously, it looks like <clears throat> Now with this Cardinals loss tonight, uh, are, are the Rams the Packers Rams have one? Shot, the Rams have a shot of winning the division still. I mean, the, like you said, yeah. the Packers are number one now. Tampa Bay's right there with them as well coming up. So, uh, it's 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 anybody's game. It's fair game in about three weeks uh, when we record another episode. Things could be vastly different from what we're talking about today. So, this, and, is, this is the best part right now. This playoffs picture. Yeah, and and you have to think if you're trying to compare. You know, schedules, the Rams' schedule is a lot more favorable than the Cardinals. I mean, I understand the Cardinals, they got the Lions next week, but then they play the Colts. Uh, I think they play Seattle again. Play Dallas. From, from, yeah, Dallas. I mean, th- those games aren't gimmies. I mean, I, if, if you had to say it, the Rams are right there. Like you said, they could easily steal this division. All they need is, especially with the Cardinals, they're, they're to me, a momentum team. And when their momentum gets slowed down, who knows what's going to happen these next few weeks? I mean, they could probably drop a game or two, and there you go. The seeding is going to be completely different, and maybe Tampa will have to go to L.A. instead of L.A. going to Tampa, and that, that'll make a huge difference. No, yeah, 100%. The, so, like, this is just another thing to monitor is moving forward. Like you said, the Rams have an easy schedule compared to the Cardinals, and, and you know, the Cardinals still have to play two tough games with the Colts and Cowboys, so – I don't know. I mean, even number one seed, I don't know what the Packers schedule and the Bucks schedule looks moving forward. Bucks is a cakewalk. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. It's it's an embarrassment of what, what how easy their schedule is. I and mean, they got the Jets, the Panthers twice. Um, I, I mean, I think – no, they played you guys. Are, don't they play you yeah. again? They no, they already played, played you twice. They played week two. And yeah, so – uh, and then they got the Saints. They got mm-hmm. the Saints on Sunday night. So, they got an easy schedule moving forward. It's just about the Rams and – um, Packers, who who can get that one? Because you know 
the Rams have that tiebreaker with uh, Tampa. So, I mean, all they need is Tampa to lose one game, and they might get the one seed. So, it's crazy. I love, like you said, I love this time of year. We know what's going to happen. It just depends on who executes better and, mm-hmm. you know, what's where's the seeding at. So, it's going to be yeah. interesting. Yeah, this is going to be a lot harder just because now this season it's just one team gets the bye week. So, they're all – all yep. four, all five teams, really. Even Dallas is still low key in the mix. Um, if they, you know, they get some luck on their side and win the rest of their games, they could be number one. So, um, all five teams really battling for the that one that one bye week, which is gonna be huge. Um, and you know, the rest of them will be playing each other the first round. So, this is a good playoff picture in the NFC. It's top heavy right now. It looks like. I mean, after the after the Rams fifth seed, I guess you have San Fran. Um, right there in the mix as well, and and really Washington, Atlanta, New Orleans—they're all battling for the final spot. Which really, I'm sure they're gonna lose to whoever the number two seed is um, in the first round, whoever it is, even my. Yeah. But I mean, no, I mean, great game by the Rams today. This is a statement win. I'm high off of this win. You know me. I was texting you all night. It sounds like I'm becoming a Rams fan with my brother right now, with, with the way I'm talking about them right now. That makes sense. But, I mean, I like them. I like this team. I think Odell's getting comfortable moving forward. I think Von Miller had a decent game today. He looks getting. He looks like he's getting more comfortable once he gets healthier with this defense as well. And, and like you said, they're making plays uh, with the linebackers, the D-tackle. All of them, boys, really stepped up today. So, this is a huge win. They're going to hopefully carry momentum moving forward against Seattle. And I, I don't know. I like this team. I'm liking it. Donald had a great game. And, he looks like he's not going anywhere. So we'll, we'll see moving forward. We'll see how they do next week, and, and we'll take it from there. Yeah. I mean, that, that's it with the games. But I know we didn't get to Seattle, Houston, mm-hmm. Denver, Detroit. But when we, we got to say rest in peace to Demarius Thomas. I mean, I, I'll, I'll go on my little, you know, tangent. But I'll let you go ahead first. What, how, how did this impact you? I mean, you broke the news to me first. So I know you kind of got more of it. I know Benner. Being a huge Broncos fan, I bet you he was devastated. So, just wanted to get where you were at when you heard that. Because, I mean, we were basically raised on Demarius Thomas in middle school and high school. So, mm-hmm. No, yeah. You, I mean, you just said it, really. I mean, we've seen a lot of NFL legends in the past, you know, pass away, unfortunately. Uh, but this one kind yeah. of this one could hit harder just for various reasons. I mean, obviously, one, I was never a big Broncos fan. I, living in Denver, you know, you're, you relate to me. Uh, we hated the Broncos growing up. Um, our, you know, yeah. our opponents, this and that. Um, and, and I don't know, like, I, despite us hating them, they, Demaris is always a great player that I respected the hell out of. I watched him play almost every game, paying attention to the Bronco games, and and he was a hard competitor. Um, you, you know, he won. The, he's a Super Bowl champion. Uh, the dude was a good yeah. person off the field, just based off of the, the stories I heard. And this one hits differently, just because of that reason. I mean, we this he was in our high school conversations with everybody, talking about great teams. He was in our middle school conversations too. I mean, he had the famous play with Tebow. When, yeah. when, you know, really, that was just one of the most miraculous, craziest things I've ever seen in my life. So, it hits home just for that. I mean. It, Coming from Denver there, it really hits hard. But, I mean, look, rest in peace to, to my, my guy, Demarius. You know, he's going to be missed. Um, he was still young. Um, I think he had just retired last season. Um, so, it kind of yeah. hits harder that the way it happened. But, I mean, look, he's in a better spot now. Uh, the Broncos made a statement win. And, and, you know, this is the one time I will be rooting for them. And I did last Sunday was for them to just take care of business and, and win this and honor him because it was a sad thing to see and a sad team to, to, to witness. But, you know, he's in a better place now moving forward. 
Yeah, it was unfortunate. I mean, I, I, I hate, I hate to be that that person that throws that because I hate throwing that word. But I mean, look, comparing him to the to the other Denver at receiver tight end, like he was up there. Shanice Thomas, he's right there. He's like a, he's truly a Bronco legend, and you know, like you said. He was in our conversations. We would always talk shit to our friends about him. But it's like at the end of the day, when you talk about mid-2010s, the greatest receivers, you had to throw Demarius Thomas in there. You know, condolences and prayers to his family and everybody affected around him. It's too young, man, 33. It's unfortunate. Like you said, he just retired. It's, that's, it just hits a lot harder. And to me, these, you know, when these players like around like Kobe and I'm not comparing the two, but it's like Kobe, we grew up watching Kobe and especially you being a Lakers fan. Oh, way more. I know Jerry West or somebody passed away, you know, make all the best memories for you as a kid and as a teenager and all that. And then poof, they're gone. And now, now we're witnessing this in the football world with Demarius Thomas dominated the NFL, honestly, with Julio and all those boys. It was it was those guys and it just sucks, man. It really does. And you know, I I just like you said, he's in a better place and I hope his family and everybody's uh, you know, healing properly and you know that's it just sucks, man. It really does. When you when you broke that to me, I, I was just I didn't want to believe you. You know what I mean? I was like, get the fuck out of here. No way. And, Everything just started popping up, and I'm like, man, are you fucking kidding me? That, that just sucks. But, yeah, I just want to prayers and respect to him. Like we said, we're not Broncos fans, but, you know, we, we respect greatness when we see it, and, and he was great. And that's, and we're not throwing that out lightly. Like, he was one of the best of our generation. So, rest mm-hmm. in peace to the Broncos legend, man. Yeah, yeah, I mean, that, right. <clears throat> and that's it, man. I don't know if you have anything else. Nah, I mean that we can end it, you know, with that. I mean, just our major respect to him and 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 the Broncos organization today. Um, you know, it's it's a it's a loving day. You know, this is just a reminder to love your friends and family every day because you never know yep. when they'll be gone. Yep. Hopefully, they retire that eighty-eight soon. Nobody should ever yep. wear that again. Definitely. But all right, y'all. We'll catch you in the next one. Stay safe. Stay blessed. Peace. Peace.